Take me to the water. So, what do you want to talk about? You said you had stuff. Huh? For insert disc two, you said oh, you had tons yeah. of stuff. Are we, is it on? It's We're on. on. Yeah, you got that right, Pix. Good God Almighty. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you about my ride over here, Mr. Boat. Okay. Uh, so the, is this going to be the title of the episode? Aaron talks about his commute. Well, no, I, I listen. I'll, <laughs> don't make me. I will. I swear, you, I will run you over with the car. So they're doing oh. all this construction here. Uh, Just keep filling it with the. Yeah, I keep forgetting to guns. switch over. They're doing all this construction, as you know. So I knew it might be a tough chore to get here, but I've got it left a little early. And immediately hit traffic right past, right around the mall, okay? And so I thought, well, this probably isn't good. Actually, it was past the mall because I thought I'm going to try my luck today. And my luck was holding out great. I was, I could literally, I could see the Milton exit sign. Mm -hmm. okay? But then I saw, then traffic stopped, and then I saw one, two, three ambulances, two fire trucks, a mystery hazmat vehicle. Then I knew it was going south when a chopper land that's in a, the middle of the interstate. Yeah, that's a bad, Not good. That's a bad sign. And I found out as my mom and dad were going to the mall, they saw what had happened. They said there's some cars just got, there was two separate wrecks. That's what happened. So I thought, I sat there for an hour. And I called you. I'm like, we're boned. It's over. The dream is dead. So after, but I saw that chopper drop. I was like, well, they're going to be here for a while. So I eased up the berm and cut across a little like emergency dealio and went back to the mall because i also i didn't want to do that but i was almost out of gas i was almost out of gas my thing i was like man i've been sitting so long around my gas and you've got that off-road machine that's right yeah so i went directly i went I, directly to I, sheets? I passed the mall no because there was too much traffic and mm. i went to bar the barbersville exit came okay. back around and i thought i'll just come out the back way and just go to the gas station Standstill traffic at the, at, on the Route 60. Oh. So I hit my blinker. I cut in front of a guy. He let me over. I did a U-E, got back on the interstate, and oh then my. I saw they were flagging everyone off at the mall exit. Mm -hmm. So I got off there, but everyone was turning left at me. So I got in the middle lane, went to Sheets, filled up on gas. And at this point, I was just disgusted. Right. I went into Sheets. I was like, listen, here's what I want you guys to give me. Give me two cookies. Give me a soda pop. Give me a pack of cherry cigars and a lighter. I was done. So I went, I've been in the car at this point for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. I went out, I parked at the back of sheets, I just lit up a cigar, I smoked it, I just sat there stewing for a while. And then I lit up another one, I stewed some more, I got in the car, and I was like, well, I'm gonna go ahead and try to get the Milton. 40 minutes later, I pulled in here, and it was, gosh, I don't know what time it is now, but it was probably it was seven, past seven. 7 20, yeah. something like that. And it was a long, long haul to get up here. But my dedication is such that I didn't want to deprive the, the our good and dear friends of, of some amigos. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I couldn't get home. So there's also that. And so here I am. So yeah. it, it was a long day. <clears throat> Pixels, yeah, people in the chat, if you want to Google uh, sheets at the Barbersville Mall, you there, can... You may you be can... able to zoom in and see a picture of me in the back <laughs> smoking a cigar. I haven't smoked anything for like... It's been like New Year's Eve. It's the last time I smoked a cigar. So it was, it was good. Didn't have my brand. What's your, what's your brand? Cheyenne Cherry Cigars mm. is my brand. You know what I like? Where they the, the 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 little cigars that have the wood tips. I hate that. Oh, the wood. Yeah, they're the not wood too bad. Tips, yeah, yeah, they're okay. Yeah. So 
what did you do? I've got another, we'll get a weekend story. What did you do? Let's hear some boat tales. Well, it's been a busy week for the band. Yeah. You know, I took, I took my students up to my alma mater, uh, Ohio University. Yeah. And um, the, the trip itself was spectacular. Um, the, the weather was great. I got introduced when the, the director of the jazz, uh, the OU jazz program introduced me as one of our best students ever, John Schaller. Wow. That made me feel good. Clearly, he was mistaken. Um, but uh, Slip him a 10 or something? The, uh, the, the fun part of the trip was when we, were, uh, we went for lunch, and as we were driving back into campus, we're driving through the student housing section, okay? And uh, at OU, I don't know if this is like this at, at many campuses, but the parties start early at OU. And so there are already women wearing almost nothing, hanging out on porches, guys without their shirts, dancing around, much drunken buffoonery. And the kids are just hanging out the windows, going, the guys are, the boys are going insane. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to get complaints from parents. Luckily, nobody, nobody said anything, but, uh, and there were a bunch of parents with us that were just laughing because they, they know what it's like. But, uh, but yeah, it brought me back to the old campus days. Do you remember uh, when you were, you were living on fourth, did you live on fourth Avenue? Yeah, yeah. I, I bet you saw some 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 debauchery going down in your 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 neck of the woods there in Huntington. I can't go into it too much, but yeah, I hosted quite a bit of debauchery. I should have went to class every once in a while. That was what that was my downfall. Mm. Uh, but yeah, uh, now Marshall is not OU. Yeah, let's face it's a facts. different it's a different. But I saw some chicanery, some debauchery. Well, you've got your you've got the advantage slash disadvantage of living in the middle of a you know city. You know, OU, all the people partying are people that go to the college. Yeah. But you get your your normal people partying, and those can be the scariest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, but I have been up to OU when there was parties going on. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I mean, OU is like the campus is like a city. It's yeah. bigger than any city probably in our state. It's just big, their campus. I mean, it's huge. It's a big place. Yeah, it's, it's big. So you had a good time up there. We did have a good time. Uh, then uh, we had... Uh, all uh, we had our ratings festival where the band played in front of judges. You yeah. know, you remember oh, what that was yes, like, absolutely. yeah. And so it was the first time that we've gotten straight ones, the top score you can get in four years. So kids were happy. I was Very happy. Good. Very good. Good job, dude. Yeah. So and this was a Saturday when you were doing this. This that, that was on Tuesday. The jazz festival was on Saturday. Ratings was on Tuesday, and all area band was on Thursday. While you were while you were doing your jazz festival, I was watching. A man, two men, stapled dollar bills to each other. <laughs> yes, hideous, bloody wrestling. Tell me about the the IWC. IWA. Oh, what's IWC? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I have no <laughs> I don't idea know either. Boat. Now we went and saw me and uh, Amigo Leroy and Amigo Teresa. I guess she's Amiga. Uh, went over to uh, see IWA wrestling in Canal City. At the, did you know Canal City has a, uh, you know the uh, sports complex here in the valley? Mm-hmm. They've got one, but theirs is in a much different place. So we pull into this alley. I, I used to work in Canal City. I've never seen this place. And as we're driving down there, I'm like, man, this looks rough. And we look, and on the right is the sports complex. And on the left is a biker bar. Oh my gosh! I was like, holy crap! So we parked and went in. And uh, uh, it turned out to be a real good place for to watch wrestling. They had a good crowd, and we had a lot of we had a good time uh, at the show. Uh, there were some good matches. There were some horrible matches. There was that one thing I wanted to mention. There was a girl there that said she was from the UK, and she, she she's a uh, she called herself uh, uh, what was it? She called herself she was a lady of color, and she called herself the Duchess. 
she'd be like, I want all you West Virginians to bow down to the Duchess. And it was the worst hick British accent. It'd be worse than mine. So, and then she would. Are you sure she just wasn't from UK? No, she said like- no. No, she said she was from London. <laughs> And 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 she she wrestled this other girl who was it was the one of the worst matches we could get on this table and have a better match right now than these two girls did, but by God they tried and they failed but they tried and it was it was funny to watch them miss stuff by like this far. So what, where does this fall on the uh, the the scale with the with the midget wrestling? The midgets were better, much better. This is somewhere it wasn't as bad as the time I saw Santa Claus wrestle and and down in. Uh, in Ohio, but it was better than it was better than that. It was worse. It was number two or three. It was god awful. It was really bad. Uh, but the rest of the show was pretty fun. Uh, we got to meet Madman Pondo. That was kind of fun. Is and, he a kind of a legend? Yeah, he's sort of a legend. He also runs a promotion, uh, and uh, it was cool. And the uh, the match we saw Pondo in, he was taking on the Jugulator, who I guess is a Juggalo. Mm. ICP were there? Were, right. the, was, were, were those guys in attendance? They were not. Oh, okay. The ICP would not come to Canal City, <laughs> uh, but uh, they had a match called an Unlucky Thirteen match because it was Friday the Thirteenth, mm. and uh, they uh, stapled. Do- you had to staple seven dollar bills to your opponent to win the match. Mm. Yeah, so they were stapled up. I put a picture up on it. I saw the picture of the ring. The ring looked to be the most nasty surface that's ever the been created. The ring broke. During, oh in fact, it was the, the boards broke, and so every time they would step in and mow the ring, a, it was like hee-haw. You remember the other thing where they, <laughs> yeah. the board would come out and smack you on the ass? The board would pop up. And I told the photographer, I'm like, hey, I was like, you work for these guys, don't you? She's like, I was like, you know, that board's going to get somebody killed. And she's like... Well, I don't really talk to the wrestlers. I just take the pictures. I'm like, all right. All right. <laughs> so finally, Pondo and, and the Jugulator went to work in the ring, and they were making fun of the ring. Like, look at this. And they're like, you know, we have to be idiots to actually work in this ring. And he was right. And then after the intermission, they went out and fixed the ring. Mm-hmm. But it was, I mean, it was not a good ring. Is that is does the ring travel with the circuit, or is the ring erected right there just from whatever's Probably around? Probably a locally owned ring, I would mm-hmm. guess. But sometimes they do travel. Then some people just own the ring. I remember seeing these guys wrestling in Huntington, and they were horrible. It's his brothers, and I, I would ask people, "How are these guys getting booked? I mean, they're horrible." And they were like, "They own the ring." Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> interesting. Sometimes you can just get booked by. Oh, you ever my. think about opening up your own ring rental service? I don't have a ring, so no, I never thought of that. You can store it in the arcade. Uh, no, I can't. There's arcade games in there. Oh, you reminded me of something else I want to talk about. So, anyways, just wrestling related. Hey, this is wrestling heavy. I was like. This week, there were two very famous wrestlers that passed away. One was number one, Paul Jones. Now, Stop. Jimmy Schnooka is Dwayne Johnson's uncle? Yes. Those guys are all, like, related. The That's Island crazy. Guys. I had no idea. What's that with number one, Paul Jones? Oh, uh, you went like that, and it kind of reminded me of the yeah. up on the ring, you know. So, number one, Paul Jones was a manager when I was a kid. And I saw him wrestle Jimmy Boogie Woogie Man Valiant in Huntington. And he was, he was, at that time, he was getting old, but he was a real big star in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And he was a great manager because he would come out. He, he, he was a mid-card manager, and he always had these monsters in his... You would love him. He had guys like the Barbarian and, and Abdullah and all these, these freaks. Freaks. <laughs> and he'd be on and he'd always wanted to kill the boogeyman. But I remember he, had, he, he would come out in these bad suits, but for a while he came out dressed like Hitler. 
basically. He had not a, he didn't have the swatch, but he had the brown kind of suit, and he grew a Hitler mustache, and he had his hair parted. Mm. But it was like a comedic idiot Hitler. Mm -hmm. it was, it was, I can't explain it, but it was stupid. Sometimes he'd wear a pith helmet. Mm -hmm. He'd always, always wear his stupid stuff, but I always thought he was amusing. He passed away this week, and then another guy that passed away was uh, Bruno Sammartino. Now, he is a big deal. And if you're not into wrestling, you should know who he is. Um... Uh, Bruno lived in Italy during the uh, towards the end of the war, the Second World War, and his story is unbelievable. <coughs> uh, when his town was invaded by Nazis, him him and his family moved up into the mountains. Okay, and they and they had to live up there. And what would happen? And, and there was nothing to eat. So what would happen is his mom. And what had happened is their dad earlier, like a year earlier, had went to America, and the premise was he was going to go to America and then get get arranged for them to be brought over. Right. Well, he got over there, and then the Nazis came, so he wasn't even there. He was in America, so it was just the mom and you know five or six kids that were up in the mountains. And so the mom, Bruno's mom, would every couple of days would have to travel down the mountains, and I'm talking like 15, 20 mile hikes, right? Go back into the town with the Nazis, where they would she would break into her own house and get food, wow. and then get back. She got captured one time, and she knew that the kids were waiting. If she didn't come back, every all the whole family dies. Okay, she leapt out of the back of a Nazi truck and got shot, and just kept going. Oh my gosh! And Bruno, I've heard I've heard him talk, and he's I mean his story is unbelievable. He said he would. He was a little kid. He would sit on this pass up in the mountains, and he would just sit there for hours and hours and days, hoping and praying that he was mom. His mom would appear on that pass to come up the mountain because they thought she would be killed. Mm -hmm. You know, you could think about how horrible that yeah. would be. So it's a real incredible tale, and they survived the war. They came to America, and Bruno, where they'd been up in the mountains, they would been malnourished. Was a real small little guy, and he used to get picked on because he had a real thick. Italian accent, and so as the story goes, one day I can't—I don't remember exactly how it happened. He got into like a YMCA or a gym or something, and saw some guys lift the weights, and he thought to himself, "This is my ticket. I'm going to get some muscles." And so when these guys try to pick on me, I'm not. I, every time they beat me up, I'm going to beat them up. Mm -hmm. He ended up becoming a huge Italian powerlifting monster, mm. and um, eventually got into wrestling and was the longest reigning. Uh, world champion for the WWF, uh, like they've ever had, they'll never be broken. He held it. What years were that? Was that from? I think it was sixty-three to seventy-one or something like that, and then seventy-four to seventy-eight. How old like is that. the WWF? Well, this is when it was known as the WWWF. He was their he was their second world champion. He wrestled famously. Uh, Buddy Rogers was their world champion. Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, another very famous wrestler. The original Nature Boy. And they, uh, that's right. And they told, they said, well, listen, you're going to drop the belt to Bruno. And he didn't want to do it. So Bruno told, uh, this is a very famous story. Bruno got in the ring with Buddy. He said, listen, Buddy, he goes, I'm going to win the world title tonight. He goes, we, there's two ways we can do this. We can do it the easy way or the hard way. And Buddy said, let's do it the easy way. And he beat him in like 30 seconds. Mm. <laughs> and Buddy was out of there because he didn't want to, he didn't want to, and Buddy had an uh, attitude. But Bruno was the he, he sold out Madison Square Garden hundred like hundred eighty four times. Mm. If you think and this is Madison Square Garden yeah. he, that's still there, no easy task. He's got the record with, by a long shot of selling out the Garden. He was the biggest draw in wrestling for decades, 
for decades. It's uh, it's incredible that I've never heard of him. Yeah, but Bruno is a I mean he's a hell of a man. I mean just uh, he's from Pittsburgh. He his whole family moved to Pittsburgh. He's a they got a statue up there for him. He's a huge deal. So and if you're not into wrestling, you're like oh, I'm sick of these guys talking about wrestling. You should Google Bruno and look up his life story because he's an inspirational dude, and his mom was a true hero, a legitimate hero who's got her family through the war. And his story is really neat. And I think there's a documentary out about him too. And it, there's been talk about a full-length feature movie. He's already mm-hmm. vetoed a couple before he died because they would want to add a love interest for his mom. And he was like, "Listen, my dad was over there. She's not gonna have a <laughs> how's she gonna have a love interest? She's she's evading Nazis right. and feeding the family. The man is the love interest. And you know they're like, oh, that's the way you do it in Hollywood. He's like, that's not the way we're doing it. Yeah. He was very you know stern, but he's a real sweet guy. Mm-hmm. And so he. He'll be missed. He was one of the big... If you have a Mount Rushmore of wrestlers, he's probably number one. Mm. That's how big... It, I mean, he's one of the top wrestlers it's, of it's, all it's time. Just, it's him and then Abdullah. No, Abdullah, not up there. There's no rock <laughs> There's no rock face. You know, you I, always, I always like having these conversations. Who? Okay, so there's four faces on Mount Rushmore. Who's on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling? If you, if you, if you take all of wrestling for all the time. All of wrestling for all time. <laughs> That's tough. That's real tough. I'd say Luthez, Bruno, but then you've got to pick modern guys. So I'm gonna and I'm gonna. This is if it was me, and this is a this is controversial. I would probably pick Luthez, Bruno, uh, Hulk Hogan, and Ric Flair would probably be the guy. Who was the first there. guy? Luthez. Luthez. Uh, Luthez was the NWA champion uh, in the '50s and legit shooter. Mess you up. And he was a champion forever in the NWA. In the old days of wrestling, um, you never knew when you were going to get double-crossed. And so a lot of the world champions were legitimate workers, legitimate shoot fighter types. Well, like I don't know what could, that means. They knew actual holds that could actually hurt or maim you. Oh. Shooters is what they were called. Uh, you would equate them to a modern-day MMA guy. Okay. That's like if I said, you know, I want my world champion to be a guy that can handle himself. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get like... Uh, you know, I'm going to get like uh, uh, I don't know Brock Lesnar, for mm-hmm. example, because he's a guy that you know can legitimately fight. Yeah. In the old days, occasionally some guy would be like, "I'm winning the title tonight," and it would just go against the promoter, or I refuse to lose the title. Oh and wow! So, you know, the, so at that point, it be- it becomes real. Most promoters had a shooter or two in their arsenal, mm. and so these are guys that you would not screw with, right? And Luthes is a guy you absolutely wouldn't screw with. Harley Race is a guy you wouldn't screw with. Uh, he's another guy you would that you would not that you would not want to mess around with. And there were others, uh, but uh, uh, I would put. In, but Luthes was very influential in all of wrestling. But I would put Bruno, probably Luthes number one, Bruno two, uh, and then Rick and Hulk Hogan. You could make an argument that like a Rock or a Stone Cold should be on there, and I wouldn't fight you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Um, Longevity's part of it, and you're talking about guys that were around for a lot longer than. I mean, Stone Cold was around for a long time, but his drawing years were right. not super long. You got these are guys that drew for decades. Yeah, that, you know, I, I I agree with that. So, oh, do you agree with me, Boat, on I that? Do. I'm with you. God knows who'd be on your Mount Rushmore: Zeus, Abdullah, <laughs> that cat um, guy from the UK, <laughs> the cat guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Have you watched the Andre documentary yet? I've not got to see it yet. I've been I've been uh, very busy uh, last week. With I was just gone all weekend, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping to get some. Actually, take some time this weekend and relax and 
have some fun. Yeah, sounds good, man. And we're off to a great start with a four-hour car trip. <laughs> and a, <laughs> so, well, let's, let's call it a night. All right. We'll see you next time, guys. Adios. Adios.